0: Sponsoring the podcast today are The Development Society. The Development Society is a community of people who want to be better than they were yesterday. They're more than just a clothing company. They truly are a community of like-minded people looking to improve. From merchandise where you have to earn it, not simply buy, to weekly Zoom yoga sessions. They're the best kind of people you can find. Hard workers. The community is open to all who want to improve. If you want to get involved, you need to join their infamous Daily Waves newsletter and their Slack community. They're also active on social media, Facebook, uh, find them as the Development Society, and do that to get more of an understanding about their philosophies. But best off, go into their website, thedevelopmentsociety.co.uk. To get onto their Daily Waves newsletter, go to the website, and uh, chuck your email in there, and you'll be added to the list of people who get awesome content sent to them, and Im- sent to them, and invited to take part in events to do with the the DevSoc community. Thank you to DevSock for uh, sponsoring the podcast. And stay wavy, in their own words. Another one of the sponsors today is the Arndt Group. The Arndt Group, who deploy technical innovations around the world, developed by Operators for Operators. Since 1982, the Aardvark Group has been saving lives and protecting people and assets against the global threat of explosive ordnance through technical innovations. Like I said, developed by Operators for Operators, Aardvark answers the needs of states, NGOs, international or regional institutions, and private corporations. The task to clear the world of landmines is enormous. The estimate of how many landmines there are in the world varies, as in there are deployed in the world, varies, but it's, it's in excess of 90 million. The Red Cross actually estimates closer to 110 million mines around the world. And the problem isn't just the number of mines uh, that are around, it's the areas across which they're, they're, they're contaminated, the huge areas contaminated. Um, Croatia, for example, a small country, has been really well mapped when it comes to uh, mines, uh, they have an area of 4,000 square kilometres that's contaminated. That's, that's 4 billion square metres, like, right? where you go if you want to risk your life and get blown up by a mine, potentially. These are the kind of areas that Aardvark specialise in clearing, and they've been doing it immensely well for decades now with their technical technological innovations. You can find out more about them. Um, at aardvark.group but also follow them on social media. They're on LinkedIn, they're on Instagram, they're on Twitter, they're on Facebook. The Aardvark group. Thank you to David St. John Clare and everybody at the helm. Everybody at the helm. David St. John Clare at the helm and everybody at Aardvark for supporting the military community and for sponsoring the podcast. Also sponsoring the podcast today are Rugby Heroes. Rugby Heroes have been sponsoring the podcast since the very, 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 very early days. And even longer than they've supported the podcast, they have been raising money for military charities by organising fundraising events. Rugged at the Heroes was founded in two thousand and nine, and they were founded in the wake of the death of Private Joe Whitaker. Joe was sadly killed on operation serving with serving with the parachute regiment in Afghanistan in two thousand and eight. Rugged at the Heroes started off only. Organising only having one event a year. Okay, that's where it started off. It was all centred around the Rugby of The Heroes, Rugby Festival, basically in Old demontonia's RSC in Warwickshire, right smack in the centre of the country. And uh, uh, up until up until the last couple of years, that's all you're doing, one event a year, right? And now they've got about two or three events a year that they do. But even with just those such a small amount of events. Rugby the Heroes have managed to raise over 110,000 pounds for military charities and support the military community. One aspect you got the the, uh, mun- the fundraising side of it. The other aspect you got the direct support uh, to the military com- and indirect support to the military community that Mike Valance and everybody at Rugby Heroes provides. Um, they had a load of events lined up for 2020. COVID said no to those events. Uh, so you need to keep an eye on their website, I need to keep an eye on their social media to see when these events will be uh, be rescheduled. Um, their website is rugbyforheroes.org, rugby, F-O-R, heroes.org, but more importantly, you get them on social media. The social media is always up to date, super up to social media, and it's easy to keep up to date. So on social media, they're at rugby4heroes, rugby for heroes on social media. That's it. Thank you to Mike and everybody with Rugby Heroes for supporting this podcast and the military community and everything you do. I'm recording. Are we? Yeah, I've just hit record. So, what were you saying then? So,
1: well, basically forces background, so wife, ex-Navy, former Navy, um... So we got married in August 2009. She flew out to Afghan October 2009. Um, mum was having problems with alcoholism. Who, mum? No, my mum. Um, my mum. So she tried taking her own life, um, intensive care, not likely to make it. So JCCC, an Afghan. They got um, Herky Bird to, I don't know where it was, and then flew back to Exeter. Um, and then from Exeter, they got a helo to Barnstable Hospital. The helo landed outside, outside the hospital, as I was in the intensive care unit with your mum. Yeah. Fucking hell. So. <laughs>
0: I thought it was going to be a relaxed one today.
1: <laughs> we will still off that. So, <laughs> but she, yeah, all, all good now. But I say that's, you know, we. Your c- mum's all good. Yeah, yeah. But we say so we've discussed in the past, and we, because both, we both experienced parents with, with issues.
0: Um, well, we'll talk about. It. Cheers, mate. First off, cheers, cheers. Yeah. Gav, make it up, cheers, Gav. Megan, i will be back in the studio again. Again, three, what,
1: year, f- f- three years ago. Was it? Well, yeah, three years September.
0: What? Um, what number were you?
1: Nine. I was after Johnny Mercer. Well, that's another subject. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, n- number what?
1: Nineteen. Early,
0: early on. Mm. Do you know what you are? you know what number you are now?
1: So we one thirty or one.
0: One thirty is it? Yeah, yeah, one thirty. No, one
1: hundred and thirty. Not, oh, I'm
0: counting. Oh, that's a nice, that's a nice ale. So, so the chef. So, Gav is a chef. Hang on a minute. I know you're not a chef here. You're not a chef. You, st- you, you started off trading in the navy as a chef, correct?
1: I joined the navy as a chef, but I'd already been chefing in, in City Street for two about two years. Um,
0: okay. and yet today you've you've purchased. Pr- Cy Piles is going to love this. You've, in, you've purchased, you bought snacks, which I'm grateful for. Very grateful. Which you've bought from a shop. Yep. Why didn't you make your own cheese? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you buy cheese and not make it yourself?
1: <laughs> well, it would be good to bring some snacks uh, homemade, but um, such is life. Busy. Um, easier to buy. Next, next time, Rugby for, well, Rugby for Heroes event, I'll just have to bring something homemade. Won't I?
0: One hundred percent, yeah. All right, so what else have we got. So you brought your. We got port, we got beer, your cheese, crackers, olives, snacks. Is that the aircon? I hope you can't hear that on there. One sec. Yes, yeah, fine. Um, and we've got Becky's brownies from Mike Valance. I
1: remember them being. It's good. a all
0: set for an emotional rollercoaster. <laughs> it is, yeah. All right. So talk to me, mate. Well, uh, yeah. Ex- I did, so I didn't realise that happened to your mother. What was, what was, the, uh, what was your experience with alcoholism then? Um, looking back now,
1: I think there was an underlying issue, even from the early years. So when I was a teenager, um, obviously two brothers, well, three brothers, but um, two younger, one older. Um, but I think in, in the background, it must have been always there. Um And I could look back now in hindsight, yeah, it, it, the signs were kind of there, but it was mani- I think she was managing it um and then when her relationship broke down with my stepdad um whilst i was away um deployed um I, I didn't quite realize how bad things had got until i got home um and the family's supposed to come meet you from the ship as they do so your, your family's on the j um they didn't make it to the j um but luckily my mum and dad had separated i had my dad fly out to um board no deportivo he flew out to, so he came back for the last couple of days on the ship so i, I had family members there um when when we came back alongside but the mum wasn't there brothers wasn't there um, and it wasn't so I got back home seeing how bad it had got um, so yeah then it, it was kind of like on, on you know trying to get her into to, to you know stop drinking but you know you go around the house and you'd find empty bowls or you find bowls hidden in places they, they tell you that they're, they're trying to stop drinking or, or get help and it was only after the, the attempted suicide that um, really helped. She she got help and, and went to talk like a rehab kind of thing. But yeah, I, I, the worst part for me was um, the younger brother I had. I think he must have been seven or eight at the time. Was sitting him down because when she was in, in ICU, said to me and my gran, um, she's not likely to make it. So I decided to sit my younger brother down and say, right. This is aware, obviously, of the situation that basically you've got to say bye, bye to your mum. But she pulled through, you know, actually. Um, and now, yeah, she's a lot better now.
0: Is that how she went dry?
1: Yeah, pretty much, there was a couple, a couple of relapses. Um, but I think it's strange because looking back now and, and speaking to her, the doctors actually never kind of told her how serious was you know, she came home from ICU in a bad way didn't have any recollection of what happened, and the doctors didn't really tell her, and you get discharged, and there's no like, onward support kind of thing. Um, and also, you yeah, know, it's not just my mum's, obviously mum's battled addiction, but also my brother has as well. So, and he's, he's battled addiction for drugs since about the age of 13. He started cannabis, and then moved on to, to harder things. Um, and he's still having troubles now. And, you know, as much as they say, a uh, clean break, um, you know, on their own. You kind of try and still support them, but... Um, and he's been in and out of prison, which probably led me to why I I became, you know, so involved with Care After Combat, because they deal with veterans in the prison system. Um, so, yeah.
0: Are you the eldest?
1: No, no, so the eldest is the one with a drug addiction. Um, I've got one younger, another younger brother who's, he's, he's okay, he works with my dad as a laborer. And then I've got another one who's just finished college um, which is the one I had to kind of say.
0: So, there's, so there's four Tuac boys, is there?
1: No, so three, three Tuac, um, and one Mitchell.
0: There's four of you. Four of yeah, you yeah. Yeah, but yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be the sane, um, <laughs> what, head screwed on type of one. Um,
0: Have you ever had any problems with addiction or anything like
1: that? I would. Um, I think everyone that knows me especially before I joined the Navy, and even the first few years of joining. Um, you know, I, I liked a beer, I drink. I'd never do anything stupid as not I'd get to the point where I knew I had enough and then disappear off home or, or to bed. Now, I've never such been in trouble via drinking. Um, I'm more conscious of it now, if I'm honest. You know, we all grow up and we get a bit older. And you can drink to mask your kind of emotions and problems. Um, I think you never really face up to it or, or understand what's gone on in the past unless you, you, you have that sober period or, or, or just you know don't drink as heavily as you used to. But joining the navy when I, I joined 2003, there was, a, there was a there was a big drink culture then. I think it's changed now, and I think it's the same for probably both. Well, for the tri services, I think everything's changed now with technology and people just don't socialise like they used to. Um, but yeah as we have another have a sip as we have a beer yeah
0: cheers mate
1: but yeah, it's, yeah everyone deserves everyone can have a drink um, a social drink and yeah now and then we're one too many but you no know, one gets hurt and kind of know your limits okay. um,
0: so back to the question I asked in terms of uh, problems with, uh, with um, addiction alcohol then at times yeah I. I mate, if you do want to go I, this road no, we don't no, have to it's no, fine no, so no, I, I don't want
1: to make you I care. never I never sought help or anything like that um but it would be before i met my wife Haley. um especially when i joined the navy at 18 i didn't go straight to sea um so i was still able to come home weekends and you know fall into the routine of, of playing playing football um after football straight in the pub um to early hours in the morning and then you get up and then it'd be like pubs over again midday sunday live live football and live sport and you wait for your friends to come meet you again but by that point you'd had a bottle of red wine and you'd and you think, Oh, I've got to get gotta get back to work tonight as well. I've got you know back you know, a full week of work. Um but as you're younger you can you kind of manage it better. Um I couldn't do hangovers now. I think you've said before, if you have a massive blowout now, it just writes the rest of your week off. Um,
0: well, do you know what I've realised recently? It depends what well, which is like an obvious thing, it depends what you're drinking, obviously. But the pubs have obviously opened back up now. Sitting outside, my god, alcohol in a pub does a completely different thing to me than alcohol at home. Holy shit! Like I can, <clears throat> I can, I can put away a lot of beers of an evening if I want to. On Friday or Saturday, cut the of bottles of wine. Like a lot of beers, a lot of wine. I kind of mix my drinks and stuff like that. I don't generally have an issue the next day. I, I'm still up in a little bit. We're talking like to eight o'clock, maybe. I'm up and firing all four cylinders. Unless I drink whiskey, that's a different kettle of fish, right? But I went out, like when the pubs opened back up the other week, I went out for a drink with the missus and I had maybe, I reckon I had, I reckon I had four or five pints, I reckon, and a glass of red wine. The next day, mate, I was a fucking write-off. All day, a write off. All day, my head was wrecked. I, I just had a headache. I was just, it was just, you know, like a, like a hideous hangover. Yeah. I have had that for a year and a half because the pubs ain't been hit Ain't been able to get on the piss. Um, and I didn't realise how different it is though. The, 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 that draft compared to cans, the way they, they, must be the way they process it or something. I don't know. Bizarre. What are you laughing at? <laughs>
1: just four or five pints and a glass of wine. Are you sure? You're, that's sure. That's all you had. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I reckon it was. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe six or seven pints, I don't know. Let's drink. But the point is, I, I could put away 10, 15 cans, for example, and maybe a, and maybe a, a glass of wine of been even sitting at home, which isn't excessive, right? But the point is, I wouldn't, the next day, be written off. I'd be up.
1: You're drinking in the sun, though. Yeah, in the sun. No, 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 no. wrong. I suppose it was. It
0: was. was Yeah, exactly. It was April. It was evening time, and I was under. It was under a It was under a massive marquee, and it was freezing. So, there you go. I don't know what point I was going with that. Um. Yeah, you mentioned. So that's. So that is then. Your background experience with that stuff is how you, I, the fundraising and the charitable work came about. Then, how? Why did your brother end up in jail?
1: So to, to to feed his habit really. Um, so stealing, shoplifting. Um, the thing is, I don't know, it, he's his character is so lay laid, laid back and that. He, he, you know, growing up and he was getting into trouble with owing drug dealers money and stuff and that and and getting beatings for it and stuff. And you know, we we see now we've seen that you know um, the bad states he got into from being being beaten up for owing money and stuff. Um, so. It's still in that. Unless um, well, obviously he ends up in, in prison. The, the, the latest one, he, I think he's just done. two, He's outside now, uh, two and a bit years um, for, for trying to mug someone, you know, um, under the influence of drugs. And rightly so, he went to, went to prison, did his time, um, and back out. But when they get released from prison, there's no one with support either. He's yeah. If you do the crime, then you know you got to do the time. There's no there's no argument with that. And there's no excuses for it. Um, but there's so such so much reoffending. Um, you'd think to be onward support because the cost of reoffending is 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 mental. Um, no, I haven't I, I, got the figures now, but yeah. No, but
0: I know you. I know you from when you was with Care After Combat. Like this is you surprised me. Some stuff you said back then when you were talking about this and 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 the huge proportion of people who do reoffend but how much that can be reduced with onward support. Yeah. We were specifically talking about care after combat at the time. So go on. So, what what should happen then? What do you think should happen? How should your brother be getting getting support then?
1: Well, so he's released on parole anyway. So he breaks that parole, he goes back to, back to prison. But sometimes it's, it's easier to go back to prison, um, so they're going to break that parole. But he's really, he got released back into the same area, for example. So he's known to have a drug habit. So dealers can easily target you again, so if you get released and uh, and according to him he he tried with his um his um the officer who's supposed to oversee his release they wanted to get released elsewhere um but but never managed so he's he's back to where where the crime was committed everyone knows him um and they say he's been out for about eighteen months maybe possibly he might be out for two years now and he's still obviously he's not gone back so he's he's made improvements but Everyone knows it's an easy target as well. And that would be the same for so many more. Um, so what should happen, get released into a different area, but have the support there. So, yeah, you know, not saying everything's for everything comes for free, you know, but just give them, you know, a job. There's always been jobs available, um, whether it's you're know, picking fruit or veg or anything, or, you know, some kind of... Some kind of apprenticeship, something to keep a mind occupied, I think. Um
0: You think offenders should have a right it depends on the circumstances should have a right to employment when they come out.
1: Should be given a chance. even the chance depends, given the cha- depends what the what the crime is. Yeah. Uh, and, I see and, yeah. Um but I think we, yeah, everyone should be given a chance for employment because everyone will make a mistake somewhere, some will be bigger than others. Um but you know, you've got the rest of your life to live, and if if you commit a, a crime or um, in your twenties or even in your teens, and that, and you live to the age of seventy or eighty, you know, should you be punished for the rest of your life on 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 some some mistakes you make? And yeah, I, I can't make excuses for him. You know, what he did, you know, is unforgivable. Um, but he's got to re- live the rest of his life with that, and and with the challenges it's going to bring, because he he can't he can't get a job at the minute. Um, and
0: well, what's stopping him getting a job at the moment?
1: Because he's still got the addiction. I think he's never he's never really kicked the addiction. Um,
0: so is he looking for jobs and trying for jobs?
1: He has been, yeah, yeah. So job center stuff and and.
0: Is he get, he's getting them but not keeping them kind of thing?
1: No, he's not. He's not been. No. So he's not had a job since, since.
0: Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, he, it, the the thing is that when you talk about, I mean, I mean, just think about that question or that statement. Or oh, the question should should offenders be entitled to employment or should offenders have uh, be given maybe privileges or better access to employment? And you think like and the uh, like without having without having someone with your experience who actually knows and lives as a close family member and you're experiencing the impact of of their events and their situation, their personal situation on on their life, it's 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 hard not to say. <laughs> why should they get a better opportunity than me? As in the per- I'm someone who's a law-abiding citizen, but I understand that. But then on the other on side of the view, it's like you in when you're in that position, I would I would imagine, and you would know you will know this. I would imagine that it is nigh on impossible to get out. You need to change your circumstances um I mean the geographical circumstances that like yeah. you're talking about as one example, and granted that wouldn't work for everyone because uh, you know if I, I think if you move to if you were to move your brother to a different area he'd be then i'm assuming be then further away from his family right mm-hmm. so he's further away from his closest support network, but he's also further away from the temptations, yes yeah, and the and the not nice people who are willing to, um uh, exploit him for their own profits. You know, yeah, drug yeah. dealers. Yeah,
1: I think mean, it's not. You know, it should have, they shouldn't be entitled any more than the next person. Um, and we can, yeah, you know, at least, you know, lead on to same as veterans, isn't it? Veterans shouldn't be any more entitled to a job than, than a civvy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it comes under equal opportunity. Um, we, we all so much in, in the media now. Everyone is equal, and, and and we are. So therefore, it should apply to jobs. Um, if you've done done a crime and you, you've done the sentence that is your so-called payback but it's supposed to be rehabilitation as well it's not it's not they don't even class it as a punishment anymore is it you go to prison for rehabilitation um, and how much rehabilitation gets done I don't know I, with Car After Combat I did a couple of prison visits to to veteran wings and and this is even before COVID um, and they had all these different workshops that were supposed to be going on but none of them was whether I think it was just to do with staffing issues and that, but always workshops that they, they could sign up to 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 better themselves to put them in a, a better position for when they leave uh, prison, um, they couldn't do because of of staffing issues and the workshops not open.
0: So. Mm. The, uh, yeah, I mean you could be as really re- at the moment you could be as rehabilitated as you want within. If there's no support going forward, when you leave, you brothers a case in point. When you leave, you are disadvantaged. Yeah. So. Regardless of the crime, not regardless of the crime. If you've done the crime, you've done the time, you've been rehabili- you know, you're rehabilitated. You're a different person. You understand the rights. You're getting out. You genuinely, wanna, you genuinely want to make an effort of it, and in your back, in exactly the same circumstances as you were before, but worse than before, because now you've got a criminal record. Now you, there's a stigma attached to you. People know you did this, that, or the other, and and yet there's no more support of it. Seemingly, no more support available to you than there was before. But yeah. you're you're disadvantaged. Granted, you're disadvantaged because of your own your own doings. But as you said, even not when you're young, when you're older, you do stuff which isn't a mistake, and you understand the mistake, and you move forward. Right? You shouldn't. I the, I agree with you, mate. Needs to be on with support. I mean, <laughs> like you mentioned, after combat, the focus on veterans, but there needs to be on with support for in general for for the um, for ex criminals because why not? if you if you can improve the situation it reduces the chance of reoffending reduces crime which inc- which reduces stress on services which reduces the prison population which inc- inc- increases the um the quality of society if you like you know yeah
1: oh. uh, uh, it was the um the obviously he did prison time for for murder didn't he during that terrorist attack in London, the one who, who fought off the terrorists with a
0: narwhal a, tusk. A, yeah,
1: I, I bet he's employed somewhere. You know, he he took someone's life, but because he that's right, it was a murderer, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Was it murder
0: or manslaughter? I think it was, it was murder.
1: Yeah, murder or manslaughter. But you know, he, he did his time and he he has has his regrets. And I think I've seen an interview or, or heard an interview that you know, it, it no matter what he does, it will never re- repay the debt for what you know, kind of what he did. But yeah, you know, he, he saved people's lives that day, um, and I bet he's not a burden to society now. he well, wasn't that day, was he? Um,
0: yeah, I agree. And it, but it shouldn't take that kind of public not, redemption no, no, to no. Be, uh, to to permit you to be a oh, I'm a, I'm a right member of society yeah. now. But it goes back to that want support. What uh, what's oh. the, the fuck was
1: that? Cypile stand up. He, he's yeah. had his food. As kids.
0: Good. Um, what is. What changes have been brought about in terms of armoured support for veterans?
1: So, with Care After Combat, um, and I'm not obviously now an ambassador anymore, um, I've left that position, they've got obviously the mentor scheme, so there's veterans, mentor and veterans, so I think it's I think it's the final 12 months of the sentence, and up to 12 months after they get released, they have a point of contact that's a veteran, so they, you know, understand kind of, our mentality or, you know, or, or how how we how we are kind of thing um, so they're the point of contact so they will help them with their transition period so they'll help them apply for jobs or help them get housing help you know to have a, just have a chat because um, some people you know some veterans will leave the pri- leave prison and have no you know there might be no family support or they might have no friends or you know so they Create that that final 12 months of the sentence. They create that relationship with that their mentor, and then for the f- next 12 months, that'll be their point of contact to help them with, basically, you know, kind of anything. Um, but for that, you know, that's a, 12 months. That's a a good time to, you know, get your house in order and and have that support. Um, and it's proven it, it works. It, um, you know, they've got, you know, it's proven evidence that that charity is working with what it sets out to do, um, and they've got a good, a good pool of volunteers um that do the mentoring um so you know should could you apply that in Civic street i don't know it's it's difficult isn't it um suppose you could have a mentor as such but
0: could you apply yeah. what in civic street so the, the veterans
1: veterans mentoring veterans ah oh. so veterans in the prison system and you mean you mentor your peer support is another veteran because there's always that thing not all veterans, but some veterans will say, no, you know, civilians would never understand, kind of, not what people have been through, but we work in a different environment to many, you know, in terms of so in terms of just your work, you know, institutionalized as well, um, and just stuff like that. So I don't, f- I don't think it'd work. I think you could give a mentor, but I think it'd be hard to pair up.
0: I don't think so. I no. don't think so. No, I think uh, the, uh, the reason it works is, it j- the reason it's obvious that it works, it's just more obvious with the military community, is it, it's not because they're, from the, they're all from the military community. It's, fr- it's because they're from the same community. They've got a shared experience. And you can find the sh- sh- same shared experience in anything. You're a man and I'm a man. <laughs> woman and a woman. Nurse and a nurse. Uh, uh, yeah. Police, police. Fucking bricklayer and bricklayer. Bricklayer is out. Bricklayer is in the neck. Yeah, you yeah. know, you, yeah. you shared experience, common background. And all, and all that is, is striking up talking points to break the ice. In reality, in reality, at the start. And then it's, again, you can relate to the same kind of experiences and learnings and knowledge and, and, and you can form a bond that way, right? It's, which, it's, it's whichever grouping you want to make or need to make. You
1: know. I'm convinced now. Yeah, I'm convinced. <laughs> but is, that, yeah. <laughs> <Woo>! is that, <laughs> But why? Why can't that be? You know, something that.
0: Well, perhaps, uh, perhaps the, what I care after combat are doing is is the proof in the pudding, demonstrate of this is how things can be done. This works. Replicate it across other communities, other industries, other groups. Not for the benefit of those industry, industry specific, specifically, but for the benefit of society and the fucking prisoners. Look, we got you know, we got a bunch there's there's a large proportion of, of criminals have got a back guaranteed, have got a background in the construction industry, for example. You know? Um so let's look at pairing up mentoring construction industry with construction industry. That is not impossible.
1: Yeah. Yep. Sold.
0: this, mate, <laughs> yeah. this is the H studio Room of Knowledge, is what this is. Everyday's and I've only out. had one beer. Half a beer. Check day. as a can. There we are. Which one? It is an interesting topic. The topic of of prisoners and and how and how and how they should be helped or not rehabilitated in society is, for some reason, it can be a, one that is it can, it can be quite divisive. People have and people have very wildly different opinions. Like, fucking your fault. You did the crime. Your fucking fault. If, imagine that was you, and then ten years later when you. Robbed a car, for example, when you were 16 years old. Because that's just how you grew up in the area you grew up in. And that's you the shit you did. You robbed a car, you're 16 years old. And 10 years later, you've grown up. And you realize, and you're you like, you were not that person. You were completely down the line. You did your time for it. You shouldn't still be penalized. There are people who move on and they grow. And, and people absolutely change. The saying, a leopard never changes its spots is bullshit. It is bullshit. Absolutely can do. Yep. Absolutely can do.
1: Well, so that's a uh, prison. <laughs> oh, you want to move on now, you want to move on now, do you? No, I think, you know, it's um it's a topic you, you go on and on about. And they say everyone will always have different views on, you know, on sentencing and, and everything. Um, but in my opinion, there should be support um, afterwards. You know, and cut and re-offending is in everyone's best interest, whether you, you like it or not. Um, yeah. In terms of the taxpayer and stuff and and whatnot, but um, so yeah, um, people 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 seem to support veterans in the prison system more they do the civilians in the prison system. They seem yeah. to support them more. Yeah, they would do. Yeah, so a veteran in the prison system is is more su- more supported to us, and oh oh, he must be in prison because he experienced this in, in you know an operational tour that. Not necessarily. You know, I I did a, um, I did a um, Fundraiser in, in uh, Winchester Prison, um, and the veterans in, in there and that. And there's one, I think he was an Irish Guard, in you know, Irish Guards, might have been, um, and he was actually in prison for being in a big scrap in a pub, you know. And he'd only done a few years, he'd been on any operational tours and that. Um, and he'd been in a big scrap and, and got charged and, and, and sentenced, kind of thing. But um, if you put him up, in my opinion, if you put him up against someone who was just a civvy and went into a massive punch up and did some damage. I think the veteran will get more support from the civilian, well, as in more sympathy, because he automatically think right, he's serving on forces, therefore stigma. I think isn't it? Is. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Anyway, that's quite possibly.
1: Well, according to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. How do you, uh, how do you manage yourself? Are you obviously, you're you're probably, like me, mega conscious of um, what your family members experience um, and the afflictions that they are, that they face. Are you mega conscious of or worried about you being impacted by that? Because I think a lot of the a lot of the time these things are genetic. Oh, hang on. No, a lot of times when you grow up so close to it, it is either genetic or it's just ingrained from you from a young age. For yeah. example like alcohol for me is a, always on my mind, and definitely definitely it is a, it is a it is a challenge to keep a control on it i'll I'll say that openly and honestly, you know, but I think it's easier for me to manage it because of my upbringing and being around the alcoholism yeah
1: because you know? you've probably seen firsthand like I have the, the damage it can do if you don't manage it.
0: Well, um, like like your you know like your mum um well, my dad's been on the on the pocket, you know his story, yeah. you know and, and, and so I asked about whether it was was that when she went dry when she ended up in i c u because for my dad, it was he went dry because he nearly died, yeah, and it was almost a forced initiation of going dry, cold yeah. turkey because he was in because he was fucking yeah. There's no alcohol in hospital mate. And when you are when you when you're on death door, you have not get the choice and you weren't cold. I mean, cold turkey needed fucking killed him. But that's what triggered it. Um which is why I asked about it. But yeah.
1: About the, the, obviously I'll answer that question so um the cold turkey thing. We had um a chef, I won't mention what ship because um basically they the know the person. Um but he was a he was he was a serving chef and very big drinker, you know, always, always drinking, um, and the ship went dry, for whatever reason, and um, the, the, he had obviously cold turkey, no alcohol available, proper, you know, withdrawal, um, and the actual surgeon on board said to the captain, "You have to give this man a beer, or he will basically die," kind of thing. Die is probably a bit extreme, but they he had, they had, and then obviously he got sorted out after that because I don't think he realised. How bad his problem was until they took it away. Um, so yeah.
0: Well, die uh, isn't that extreme, mate. It's not. It's not that extreme. It fucking happens. It happens. Yeah, cold turkey. Yeah, mm-hmm. it happens. You know, if you're if you're well, if you were drinking that much alcohol, your your immune system's compromised anyway. Yeah. You were, you're were severely compromised, and then you take that away, and your body's all all of a sudden got something that it, it is completely dependent on to function so you remove something that's completely dependent on the function and your immune system is compromised. You fucking fucked. Why would a ship go dry you're out of interest? Give me give me scenarios. Um, you know the Royal Navy fascinates yeah. me. You're strange yeah. creatures. So um, Stra- You're strange creatures who love abbreviations yeah. and acronyms.
1: So, a number of reasons. So, it could be operational. Um, operational reasons, ship goes dry, or...
0: Because it's high risk. Yeah,
1: high risk. So, you you, you closed up in a, ready, um, a state of readiness, so everyone's got to be on high alert. So, Traveling down the streets of hormones you know you know pro- close proximity to the lands missile attacks so everyone goes dry um, beer fridges are locked but it could be something as simple as someone's <coughs> fucked up um, <laughs> I've been on a ship and 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 um, a mess president um, of the seniors mess and we were on a beer ban, just our mess because some people messed up um, yeah so you want a beer ban for yeah, you know, a month or two months, but uh, imposed by by the CO the captain. So, so yeah, so it could be an operational or could be just someone's you know, fucked up. It's, it's always it's been talking talk for years that all ships should be going dry because um, no, there's non-smoking now, um, non-smoking on ships. Um,
0: you can't. You know. So if you're on a ship, you can't smoke anywhere, anywhere.
1: At the moment, that's how I believe it is. Yeah. So it used to, it used to be horrible. Um, I've never smoked, but when I first joined, so say the upper deck was out of bounds or the quarter deck. So it's quarter decks are in closed space.
0: Explain to me what those decks are. What do they do on those decks? So, upper deck and quarter deck. What happens on those? Remember, I know
1: nothing. Upper deck well I've where. never even
0: been on a ship. I've been on a. I've I've been on, been on I've gonna, been gonna a get, submarine.
1: I'm gonna get you on ship at some point, though. At I don't some point, maybe. You should, go on. Try Fighting. Um, so upper deck is out, on, out in fresh air. So that's on, on the ship's waist. So that's where kind of your upper, upper deck weapons are. Um, people can run around the upper deck. Upper deck, yeah, you know, flight deck. That's on the upper deck. So upper deck is anywhere on the outside.
0: Oh, okay. Right, okay. Yeah. Um,
1: quarter deck is aft, aft end of the ship, which is below the flight deck.
0: At the aft end. The back so end. The back end. Back end
1: yeah. yeah. So um, below the flight deck is the quarter deck. So that's like an enclosed space. So it's you
0: know, tools and shit
1: no um winches and stuff so when you know ship goes alongside ropes and chucked over gubbins yeah. Said gubbin. <laughs> the gubbin. yeah, yeah. yeah
0: is that a navy term
1: gubbins i don't know where's that where's that just it's that it's, that, it's it, it, Kate's. i need it, to bring it, it yeah. oh hang on is
0: it well, go on keep talking
1: so um yes yeah, so the quarter deck. so when the upper deck was out of bounds or the quarterdeck was out of bounds due to the ships being or to the sea state being quite high um you know, no one would be allowed outside, so quarter deck would be out of bounds, upper deck out of bounds. But the smokers would then smoke in the gas compactor. Gash compactors probably oh, I'll probably say it's even smaller than this the studio. And literally so as a young chef, when I used to work in the galley, you, you take your gas down to the gas compactor.
0: You say gas, you I mean rubbish. Rubbish.
1: And you'd unclip the watertight door. Yeah, so if there's a flood, it doesn't go into there. Um and literally a cloud of smoke would just come out because there would be 20 to 30 people in there just smoking away in the gas compactor. And that was the
0: only place you could smoke on the ship? When,
1: when, when upper deck and quarter deck was out of bounds. So then I think, I don't know what the years are, but the quarter deck was then put out of bounds for smoking because it was known as a confined space. So the only place then you could smoke would be the upper deck, but the upper deck goes out of bounds quite often. Flying stations, um, Rough weather, upper deck firing. So I'm pretty I'm pretty certain now that uh ships are smoke
0: free. Good. That's they a, should be. That's a, yeah, I'm you know. and I'm and I'm not that I'm serving Royal Navy, but, I'm, but i but I would not be of this opinion if I was serving. Make them fucking dry. Make them dry. I don't think like well, we shouldn't even sell alcohol, mate. I don't, I think alcohol should be banned. I'm, what are you laughing at? I do. I love alcohol, by the way. I love it. But I also think you should be banned. <laughs> 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 Controversial opinion number one. Yeah. I ban it. Ban alcohol. Ban smoking. Why are we allowing it? Well, it's a different tangent. Taxes. Anyway, a, you
1: know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. you, the original question? So, um, ingrained for me from an early age. Yeah. I, um, growing up, I, I was conscious that I was kind of looked at as the woman that had screwed on. Nothing kind of phased me. I just got on with it, um, and then, you know, kind of relied upon in, in a way. Um, stayed out of trouble. Did what I had to do, um, and I think now, at the age of now with with kids and stuff as well, and now we're able to. Everyone talks. Not everyone. People talk about mental health a lot, a lot more openly, um, which is good. I think. I definitely had some challenges growing up, which I probably kept to myself. Um, what do you mean? You know, when you you, know, you, you don't f- you don't feel as you should. You know, your mind is not quite with it. You, you do you doing your GCSEs and that, but at that age, you're you're thinking about other things. Um, having a beer, <laughs> even at the GCSE age, i I lived in a small small um small village. Where did you grow up? So I grew up in Biddyford, um, but I lived for A few years in Appledore, which is a small fishing village just outside Billyford. Um,
0: where, where are they, mate? Where are those places? I don't North remember. Devon, okay. Um,
1: and there was a local pub just down just on the road, and that. And, and you know, I was 15 years old and I was working behind a bar sometimes, sometimes, you know, it's just and being around you know, just being around that environment, um, people drinking and, and, and smoking and stuff. And and you know, people could say, Well, where you know, where's the parents? Well, I know where mum was, she was. In, in the bar, in the pub anyway, as well, and she, you know, she's never been a bad, I can never fault her for being a bad mum, I can never do that, because she was always there for us, um, always, no matter what, but, you know, being around alcohol from an early, early age, she probably does have a a different outlook to what I've, you know, like now, um, so mm. looking, looking, yeah, it's definitely, alcohol's been ingrained on me from an early age, I'm conscious of it, like you are, if I didn't have have um commitments, you know, a wife and two daughters, things could be a lot different, I think. Mm-hmm. Things could be a lot different. Um badly different. Um but I think drinking from a young age probably was the way that I dealt with my emotions and feelings.
0: Yeah, I think it's different for different people. Um so I, I'm I know what you mean. Um <clears throat> I know what you mean. Uh growing up, being around the smoking, being around the alcohol, but I think how that impacts you depends on who the role models are in your life, I think, and, and the reason I say that is because my daughters, they, their grandparents have a pub, um, they are at that pub all of the time. Because it's like you know it's 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 got accommodation there. it's like they live their grandparents live there and they've got a really close relationship with the grandparents. Um and my eldest is now sixteen. My youngest is twelve. And my eldest like if if for example someone was to offer a you know, if she wanted a bottle of fruit cider on a Saturday evening, for example just for example, hypothetically speaking, like that won't get finished. You'd be like, She'll have half a bottle she would have half the bottle, hypothetically speaking, she would have half the bottle and go to sleep, and then that's it. If that was me at that age, I'm getting smashed, because that's what was done. That's what was done. And so they're like, I mean, arguably, they're growing up in a similar environment, minus minus one thing. So they're growing up around alcohol. It's a pub, right? Around alcohol, maybe not so much as smoking. It's a lot less now than it was, obviously, when we were growing up. But the difference is they're role models they've got where we're talking about alcohol smoking that kind of stuff, bad habits they've got good they're surrounded by good role models yeah and 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 that's reassuring to me you know um and last yeah it's it's interesting, isn't it I mean, funnily enough, my dad was the same i like i think i I've mentioned it before i th- I feel really lucky. To have had, uh, it wasn't even a, I mean, it wasn't a bad experience when I was young, having mm-hmm. parents with alcohol issues, because my mother did as well. Um, it wasn't a bad experience, like, it wasn't bad, like, at the time, because, like you, they were great. I mean, I can't fault them parents, you know, I wouldn't be the person I am today if it wasn't for them. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, that's actually, they, that's quite an achievement for them, actually. But for anyone, really. Like, we've smashed the entire time, and, then, and I'm raising a legend like me. <laughs> 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 but no, it's, seriously, it was, it was later on, as yeah. I got older, that it became a real negative experience. More well, than dad, You know, at, at times, occasionally with my mum, but with my dad. Yeah, you know, uh, real negative experience. This is fucking horrendous. But, you know, yeah. I, 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 you know, it's we're, we're lucky, mate. We like we're two yeah, lucky yeah. ones. You think where people who grew up yeah. with alcoholic parents who were abusive, ver- like in all kinds of way, all kinds of abuse from verbal through oh, yeah. sexual yeah. abuse, just horrendous, horrendous. Yeah, and 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 like in and and being embarrassed to have them as a parent because they're gobbing off everywhere and they're shouting. They're always getting in fights. The, you know there are yeah. there are people I know of people who grew up like that. And we ain't yeah, you we know, no. were very, very lucky, very yeah. lucky. It's just our parents were not.
1: No, I so say my dad, I got a really close relationship with my dad, and we're going to the football now, and we're, you know, doing hospitality days, and he has a drink, and now we will get literally smashed together, and we'll, we'll have a, a, a good time in that, you know. And, um, you know, I, I referred to him sometimes he's, he's my best mate, because, you know, the joke is, oh, he's, he's just basically that's going to be me. and, 30 years time on that but he hasn't got a problem with it he likes a social drink you know he is flipping he's like a, well, like a lot of people covered because it obviously can't socialize you know because social life you know friends and, and family and stuff and that, and not being able to meet up or go to the you know watch the local local game and stuff like that so it's a big impact on i know that a lot of people um we're both saying now you know we can't wait until we can catch a game of football together just to to make memories, because say none of us are getting any younger. Um, you know, and, and a time will come when, I'm, you know, you have to choose. You know, daughters, I want to spend you know, all my time with them, um, and, and and the wife as well. Um, because as I say I, am not home all the time, being in the service. Um, so I got, you know, you've got to manage your time. I, I don't want to neglect any part of my family. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to catching up with me, my old man. Um, for a drink or two, and yeah, I think, you yeah, know, COVID's, well, we're not going to go on, we won't, we're not going to go on, on, on the COVID route.
0: Well, what's it been like for you, impact-wise? What have you, how has it been for you personally, the the, uh, the COVID thing? Because it's, it's been such a wild variety of impacts on people.
1: So, I've been home more often, more often, which is good. You know, the homeschooling and stuff, and, and, you know, the Royal Navy as as a whole has been, you know, fantastic in how they manage managed their people. Um, Go on, explain. Just they've, they've really adapted, so in, in terms of um, the IT that was needed, so there's certain jobs you can work you can work from home. You know, if you're not in charge of, of a, a, a massive amount of people um, and you can do your job remotely as in from home, it was fully supported and they've adapted to that and, and a lot of people have, have worked from home and they were there for the homeschooling and stuff and, you know, I've been in in certain meetings, which are quite, you know, important meetings, and like the officer running the meeting, a captain, will say, well, not just in my circumstances, but he will say it to the whole people involved in the meeting, if you are homeschooling as well at the minute, that will take priority to what what we are doing now. So if you know if you only have to be, if you can only be in the meeting for five minutes because you got to do maths with your youngest or whatever, then then by all means off the meeting, do what you have to do. So I think in terms of, yeah, the Navy's um brilliant in that aspect. I, I can't see, obviously I can't comment on, on the other services, but I, I would like to think that they've done the same. Um, and they've embraced it now. They've already said that moving forward, we won't go back to the way we were. Um, people will work from home more often. You know, If you haven't got to be in the office, if you haven't got to travel a you know, 400 mile round trip to go to a meeting, and you can do it over, over a laptop. Then do it over a laptop.
0: I was about yeah. to ask. I was about to ask. Yeah, I was about to ask that question. The, the pandemic is a watershed moment for business, I think. Yeah. Um, and certainly in terms of the ways and methods of working, and I know it is for where I work in MarSat. You know, before, I think before I, before uh, before the pandemic, when I was working, there, I'd only been there a short time before the pandemic, but um, the norm was working in the office. And in exception, you would work from home, but like that was in, as in permanent home worker kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And now that's changing. Through no, no, no. It's like more broadly, you either in the office, you, like you're either in the office permanently. That's one type of contract, for example, in terms of where you work. And the other part is you are in the office partially, couple of days a week, maybe. And the other type is full-blown home worker. And that's going to be the same for a lot of a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. And rightly so. It's good. So This is the thing with the pandemic. It is, it is advanced changes that were coming about anyway. It's just made and brought about much, much, much quicker. Maybe for the benefit in some areas. Maybe for negative impact in some areas. But mm, you indicate in there you think that is going to carry into the Navy. As in those changes in practice and procedures. Which I can kind of see that would be, that would be achievable in, in the Navy. I don't know if I could see it would be done in the Army. I don't, just because the army's like an old, you know, it's like it's like they're the, it stuck, not stuck in a ways, but it's... Uh, you can... The, this, you can arguably, there was much more of a requirement for that in-person, physical, I mean generally across the board, in-person, in-person, in-person physical, interpersonal relations, connections, communication, generally.
1: Oh, yeah, I suppose duty, maybe not in the adjutant. Yeah, I suppose duty of call, um, duty of care as well. I suppose if if you've got uh, you know a battalion or something with a lot of a lot of youngsters in it, um, they can't work from home, can they? Really, a, a, a private in the army, he can't work from home, can
0: he? Well, it depends oh, on the unit,
1: we, mate. Oh, I suppose yeah. If, but if he's infantry, i don't know a lot about no. the army. But well, no, no. Is that, yeah, it, it,
0: well, in infantry, no. An so. example, yeah, The, the adjutant's is general's corps. Admin and money yeah, I, and stuff yeah. like that, why not? Yeah. Why not? Why do I have to walk into an office to go and see the pay clerk? So if I'm a, you know, whatever whatever rank in, in the infantry or whatever, why I have to walk into the office to see the pay clerk for a pay discrepancy or pay what? What can I claim? You, you get that you know. as well. What? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Oh, used to. Yeah. Why do I have to do that? Why can't I? Why can I just? Do it? Well, you can email, I suppose. But man, again, I just want to caveat this with: I've been out for ten years now, so I may be talking shit, right? But hmm, interest can't see it happening. It'd be good if it did. The problem, one of the misconceptions is though, with employers who don't really understand it, is they think, oh, it's going to be a lot cheaper if I make every, and easier if I make everyone home workers not realising the implications. I'm going to tap into my health and safety background now, which I like to do from time to time, to show how much of a flipping Ken Barlow I used to be, or oh, I am, right? Um, used to be health and safety manager, you know, corporate health and safety manager. Big, important important like, job. Yeah, it is an important job. Day, and right? I used to love it, right? Do you know why I used to love it? Because it was such a... Because the challenge is... How do you get people to pay attention to the health and safety manager? How do you get people to do it? It's like impossible task. It's the art of manipulation. I'm going to manipulate the employees to do what I need them to do. It's like and health and safety has to be the hardest fucking subject. It has to be the hardest thing. But absolutely valid because if you got, oh my god, I'm, I'm this is I'm you, right? I'm barlowing, right? But am but if you if you've got a good health and safety manager. Who is good at making the health, and safety, and welfare of the company uh, 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 progress positively, increasingly better, and the and the employees value that. The employees are more productive, and therefore the company is more efficient and ultimately more profitable. Okay, listen, I'm not free for hire. I've got a job. Okay, I'm just <laughs> saying to anyone out there thinking I've got to hire this guy. I've got a job. I'm happy. However, <laughs> hook up with me on LinkedIn just in case. <laughs> you never
1: know what's going to <laughs> LinkedIn, you say it's more like Facebook now. Uh, oh it's bollocks! Isn't it? Anyway, how are we yeah. going to this? So
0: what was it saying? Oh, health and safety. Oh, they're going to. Oh, but we oh, you're an example. Oh, oh yeah, I'm going to have, have work from home. Well, you, you work from home. Guess what? Your employer is your employer is obliged to provide you with the proper equipment and tools and whatever it is that you need to to work from home. In the way that the health and safety yeah. executive dictates. That means, okay, that means that. I know, yeah. uh, no. So, like an example in, in at home uh, in the office. When you got an office chair, the di- display screen equipment regulations, right? Five casters not the thing. You have to have armrests. You have to have wrist supports. You have to be able to adjustable back and adjustable height. All that. That's what you need, right? If you haven't got that at home, your apply- your employer is obliged to provide that to you. Mm-hmm. If you can't work comfortably, if you can't work in a way that does not um, increase the risk of like chronic fatigue, chronic injuries, which are absolutely real by the way, because I've experienced okay. it, hideous in my neck, then um, they're obliged to do that, and that is a lot of money. A decent office chair is not a tenner no. off a of flipping Facebook. Okay. You're talking up to a hundred quid, you know. Uh, but that's the point. Anyway, Christ Almighty. Sorry if anyone's switched off. Yeah. Go on.
1: Health and No, I think, I think yeah, we've got um, in terms of adapting to the to the COVID and I say home a lot more good because I, I had a chance to spend more time with, with my daughters and, and and wife and did the homeschooling homeschooling was a challenge I'm not going to you
0: know how old are your kids
1: six and four so, oh, so four-year-old not so much because you know the kind of tasks they were given was you know it's not not learning but six-year-old not you know you understand what they're asking um in terms of this, what the school's asking you to help uh, help them help them learn but you don't know the techniques you know you are not, mm-hmm. you're not a qualified teacher the techniques and and you, you know you're doing your best um, but it, it just seemed like you put you know it's just a pressured situation kind of thing because you don't want your child falling behind um, and I've come across people um, that didn't do any homeschooling with their children and it's like how can you not do anything because they will you know they're going to fall behind, whether we we like it or not, kind of thing. And, and it's not a case of trying to panic about it or, or or give them excuses for for the future. Saying, "Oh, the reason off, you know, you're off school for six seven months, that's the reason why you can't get a job," because that's not going to be the case. But um, yeah, it was just it was. A, I felt homeschooling rewarding because you can see how they're getting on. But it was def- definitely felt pressure as well, pressure personally, but also you. Pressure on, on your daughter, because um, you want them to do the best best that they can, and yeah, just you can go to school. I don't know how, what your school was like. Going to school to learn, going to school to learn at a young age was fun, wasn't it? Because you're learning with your, with your oppos or your friends, and that it's fun to learn at a young age, and it's not fun to learn when your mum and dad saying. Right, this is this is how you do this. This is how you do this. Oh, they don't do it that way at school. Well, oh, this is how I was taught. You know, we were taught age way, twenty five years ago. No, not, not as much, but yeah, So different technique. So, so yeah, so it's good to be home and and, and spend time with them. And, and I think the first lockdown, it was it felt a bit like a holiday anyway, didn't it? In a way, I think nice weather you know, out in the garden and stuff, and it's a bit all bit a bit new to everyone um and people just spend more time at home but then the flip side of that is um they get used to you being home and so i, I work away during the week and then come back at weekends um and then go back up you know back in but just get back into that routine again um and you know the kids adapt to that as well now and i think you know the wife's happy for her own space again you know but she understands more than anyone because she's, say, former navy anyway. So, um, yeah, adapting.
0: How did your kids? How did your kids respond to the homeschooling? My, my, my reason I ask is my youngest. So, um, not the homeschooling. It's different for me. My kids are older than yours. They're both in secondary school. Uh, my, my youngest is in her first year of secondary school. She started in September, like starting during the pandemic. Mm. Uh, but the youngest, oh, definitely experienced a, a real decline in, I think so, a decline in her academic ability for being off, just while she's off, and needed to get back to school, like 100%. Just she responded better by being in the classroom. And then my eldest, opposite Kettler Fish, I mean, they might disagree with me, right? This is my perception of it. My eldest, as, come as, on, flourished, absolutely flourished academically during the pandemic. I think struggling the first lockdown, and then since November, December, man, just, you know, r- real improvements everywhere. It's been really good. Um uh and which was imp which is yeah. important because she's in the GCSE. As yeah. Well. yeah. You know, so she's she almost it's interesting, different people, isn't it? She she super disciplined, not like I was when I was a kid. She like she'd be home studying Saturday mate, Saturday get up, studying, Saturday mm-hmm. night, or Sunday night, Friday night after school, studying. Like, oh my god she would never have done that if she was still in school and the pandemic oh, yeah. hadn't i don't think she would have anyway it's just it's changed habits and behaviours isn't it mm-hmm. and for like as i asked you earlier what's the pandemic been like for you mate for me the pandemic's been fucking brilliant like i i'm like I, I really feel for people who have lost their jobs lost their livelihood and their their world has been turned upside down i really feel for it um it's 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 it's, it's, it's it is it's horrendous and that is a lot of people um but it couldn't have been any, any better for me in terms of Forcing me to be, to focus on being disciplined and really, um, again, personally, just living better, being more disciplined, less bad habits, um, understanding more what I want, where I want to be, um, what I need to do to just be content, right? Yeah. Um, I'm glad for that. But again, I, so I wish, I I wish it hadn't taken a pandemic for me to achieve that because it's impacted so many other people, you know? Nightmare. Yeah. Did, did the Navy have any redundancy, make many redundancies or anything like that? Um,
1: no, no redundancies. I don't think there's been any redundancy since. When was the SDSR? 2008, was it? 2009. 2008, 2009, the, the big one when he made a lot of people redundant on it, I think. I think so. Um, where he they cut, they cut ships and manpower. And then. Um, the navy, especially for our, our logistics branch, we went. Well, we need to cut. This is just, I don't know what the numbers were. We need to cut a thousand people, so we're going to do it the fastest possible. So there's a thousand people gone, and then realised, oh, natural wastage. Oh shit, we're in a bit of a manning crisis now.
0: What happened with the army? Yeah, it's what happened just, with the army.
1: And it was like it was. I think it was high officer level. Right, we want to do. I think, it, and it might not be true, but I heard him saying, well, right, we've got to cut so many people. So is the army will cut ours the quickest a competition against you know different services and, but you know that's what I heard um, not saying it's true it was, it was yeah <laughs> it was like I heard yeah, I'm still, I yeah, heard
0: it, I heard it in, the, in the in the gash yeah still the, what is it called the gash what the, the gash compactor yeah, yeah.
1: don't let the truth get in the way of a good there. <laughs> Um so yes yeah, um, I say I'm still employed by the Navy so um, but <laughs> But the officer did all the redundancies, no doubt he's um he's definitely gone. Um <laughs> probably sacked. Um or promoted actually, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, that's uh one of the funny things. Um if you do a massive massive balls up, you um get promoted out of it. Um was it the um was of the navigating officer what did on the um it wasn't Nottingham, wasn't it? H.M.S. Nottingham They run aground on in off, off the coast of Australia, was it Devil's Devil's Rock? I think it was Devil's Rock. I'll, I'll get I'll get um, corrected if not. And um, proper, they thought the ship was going. The ship was going to sink. It was that bad. Proper, you know. Was, you look on you Google it and look at the pictures online. Lost a lot of compartments. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure they promoted the navigating officer. I don't think it was his fault. search, it must have been I don't know. But it, someone got promoted out of it just to get him out of the sh- not out of the ship, but yeah. That was I think I can't remember what year that was. Early two thousands, late nineteen hmm.
0: ninety nine, was it? Like That's um, yeah. right. you. Question, Pierre. What happened? Why did so? How did the journey from Care After Combat to Hidden Warriors CIC? How has this come about? So, I don't. Cause if I'm honest, mate, I don't completely. Well, yeah, I don't completely understand it all. Brief me up. Yeah, I
1: kept it. I kept it fairly quiet, really, because so my first fundraising with. Um, after combat was twenty twenty thirteen twenty fourteen 2013 2014 I think it was so it's my first interaction with him uh, Jim Zavonson came come aboard our ship I was the charity rep on the ship and um, I said yeah it was a new charity we're, we're fundraising fundraiser for you so that's my how it started um, and then we did um, a few other fundraisers quite big ones raised quite a lot of money appointed an ambassador in 2018 2019, oh, my years get mixed up. 2018, Urban um, Ambassador. Um, all good, all good stuff. Still doing fundraising from um, late 2019. Put on a, a fundraiser which involved Jim, um, done at the the Crown Plaza in Plymouth. Um, a few heated words were exchanged. Well, um, prior to that, a few heated words were exchanged. Anyway, a, what few, was the a issue? few times. What was so the issue that night was um, he turned up and he, he was in a shitty mood anyway, for one reason or another, and he, he wasn't happy with the PA system. And he's he's a obviously a professional. He he knows his he's stuff. An entertainer. He's yeah, an entertainer. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. he knows his stuff. But he was involved from from the, the time the day we booked it. So right, this is the PA system you got. Are you happy with it? Well, if it does, it just does that. yeah, Yeah. Anyway, so he got there, didn't like it, and a few words with a few crosswords between us were said he was like well i'm not i'm not doing it tonight i'm not doing it and, and went off to his room and that like, fine um now how do we get out of this how do we tell the 200 people turning up that jim davidson's not there and whatnot so eventually he he got a a, a pa company in with lights and all that stuff and that and i must stress that he, he paid for it out of his own pocket so it didn't come out of the charities um you know charities money or or um the funds raised, so he paid for it out of his own pocket, and that, and, and he, he did a good job on the night. And you know, when he was doing his um, his briefing the evening, you know, thanking everyone to come and that, he, he kind of mentioned, "Uh, you wouldn't have believed it, like three o'clock this afternoon, me me and gal was almost um at punches, right?" And, and it was never that, yeah, you know, we're never that close together to do that or anything. It would never have gone to that, but it was a case of, you know, I can't keep on doing this. Yeah, he, he offended. A few people that day, staff-wise, and and it was like, why, why am I putting myself under this pressure? And I had family coming that night. I had my old, old man and step mom and, and a, a few of their friends, and my wife was there as well. And they could see the I wasn't quite. Yeah, you know, I wanted to enjoy the night as well. You know, it's a lot of work into planning it, um, and it was a good night, um, but I didn't really enjoy it probably as much as I should have done because of the, the build-up to it. Um, so I thought, well, I'm, I'm, no, no no knee-jerk reaction. A few of the staff at CAF to combat kind of knew I was, you know, stepping aside. I thought, well, I won't do anything before Christmas. Um, and I had a think over Christmas. Well, if I do step down, I, I, need, I want something to not occupy my time, because even if Hidden Warriors wasn't, you know, I've got enough to occupy my time. And I kind of need to manage my time better. You know, I've got a family. I've got a job um but I'll, i still wanted to to support in some way from my own experiences with with um obviously my brother and my mum but i think we, we we're all in a position where we can help people um and things just in my nature um so hidden warriors was thought up my wife knew about it um and sort of did, did mark a good friend of mine mark ray who did help with some fundraising as well um with so we spoke about it. So I perform as a community interest company because around that time, twenty nineteen. There was a lot of um, a lot of neg- charities. charities yeah, were getting
0: this yeah. shit thrown yeah. at them, weren't they? And oh. some of them rightly so. Others not. But there's a lot. There was yeah. a lot of big spotlight on charities, isn't there? Uh, yeah, and yeah. it has been ever since, actually.
1: Yeah, but even now, it's, oh, it's over two thousand military charities. Oh, there's still there's still veterans in need, and and as a, veterans in need support and there's going to be uh,
0: there's uh, going to be a veteran. it going to be a veteran in support. Even if you had five million charities yeah. and they were all the best in the world at what they did, there's still going to be a veteran support. Yeah. There is always going to be veteran suicides. That is not me dismissing it. I just want to stress this. That is not me dismissing veteran suicides. Okay. The the. Uh, the support of veterans needs to be improved. The veteran suicide rate needs to come down 100%. But you can never bring these things. You can never make the, the suicide rate zero. You can never make the support to veterans 100% available for everybody. It's not the way it works. It's no. not the way it works. And if you if anyone says it to you different, or anyone posts any shit online that is different, I'm, I'm talking to people now, not Gav. they they're talking absolute rubbish got out of my system go on gov
1: glad you said it. so yeah so <laughs> yeah, Format is a, a community interest company first um, we've run it for two years as a community interest company and if it goes well and we're supporting people then there is a need because people are coming to us for support and that that is happening now you know um, no doubt over our first year um, no doubt the COVID pandemic helped with the numbers but we, we have over 150 families in our first year um, and this year we've we've about 30 thirty thirty odd families so far. And what we I wanted to do and this was something when I was with Cal after Combat, I was like, well, I know there's support there for, for the veteran. You know, there's a lot of support there for the veteran available if if they want it. If they go to the right place, so if, or if that that charity is got their best interests, you know, best you know, best intentions. But I was looking at more at the, the family, you know, the spouses, the children. So fine veteran needs support, give that veteran support whatever it might need, mental health, financial, um, disability, medical, but there will always be an impact onto that spouse, or the the children especially. You know, if a child sees their mum or dad struggling, don't think it's not going to have an impact on that child. It is. So Hidden Warriors was set up to focus primarily on the spouses and children of UK Armed Forces veterans, but didn't want to go on the entitlement thing, because I don't believe in entitlement, and there will always be entitlement for some people. What do well, you, you mean you don't believe so, in entitlement? So okay. the whole thing with, <clears throat> I'm a veteran, I'm entitled, and this goes, you know, I, I don't think, I, uh, it's probably minimum that I'm a veteran, I'm entitled. When you joined the forces, you made that decision yourself. You possibly didn't know... Possibly didn't know what you were going to get into, and and the reason you need support is because you wasn't looked after properly. That's that's different. Um, but there is, and and because we work closely with other charities and that, there's there is some that will keep coming back, keep coming back, and not helping themselves or wanting to help themselves because you will keep on giving and giving and giving, um, and that's that's minimum. So we do. That's on the.
0: That's on. The responsibility of the charity, though, yes, if that's the expectation of the of the beneficiary, oh, yeah, then for a large part, anyway, yeah, it's on the it that's expectation management on the part of the charity, yeah. Uh, but then again, sorry, I'm just checking myself before I wreck myself. But then again, <laughs> oh, how would you tell good. someone yeah. who thinks they need more of whatever it is or want more of whatever it is you're providing them? But you don't. But you think they can get it from somewhere else? How do you tell them no while still remaining well, charitable?
1: Well, we've we've not said no to anyone. We, um, we won't. or haven't said no to anyone. Um, I was, sorry, I wasn't. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was. I didn't. Want, yeah.
0: I wasn't specifically talking no, about Edward,
1: No, saying. so we won't say no to anyone, and we are quite quick at what we do in terms of support. Um, you know, there's no massive questionnaire or stuff like that. We want to get support you with best possible means and quickest possible means. The bigger charities, there's a the bigger charities, is, there's a lot of hoops you got to jump through before you get support, um, and the, at the end of the jump through them hoops, they might say. You mean
0: financial support?
1: Yeah, Or you know, financial support, any support. And when you jump through all them hoops and answer all them questions, oh, they still might. Yeah, 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 like, sorry, sorry. they still might say no after you flip in proper, gone to town on, on explaining why you need support. We don't do that. You know, we, we will support you. Come to us for support. We will support you in the best possible means. If we can't. We work quite closely with other smaller I'll say, small, good charities. So we've, we've worked with Safa in the, in the Midlands, um, the caseworkers of Safa quite well, over, especially over the Christmas period. Um, the veterans charity we've affiliated with, which are based down in North Devon, and also the Button charity, which is small, Alan Rowe, um, down in Exmouth. So if we can't, we, we kind of, we will pass, obviously with your permission, we'll pass your details from someone that could help. It's not a case of no, we can't help. We can, you know, jog on, try somewhere else. We will try and put you in the best possible place. So, back to the entitlement thing is, um, yes, we've set up for children and spouses of UK on Forces, but on our website it says we will help other families on a case by case basis, because if there's a child at school, a family that's struggling, child going to school, and they haven't got the right uniform, or the fucking shoes are falling apart, or there's a problem, you know, is alcohol in the family? Um, it's affected the children? You know, can we take the pressure off by enrolling them in a sports club, for example?
0: So non-veteran families? Yeah. Normally, okay. Yeah, so
1: on a case-by-case basis, if we have the funds, then we will we will help other families on a case-by-case basis. For example, the whole COVID pandemic, when the schools first shut and there were children, well, even before the school shut, the children were shielded and so the children might have a whatever problems or anything, or the parents might said the shield. And in lockdown, we were giving out activity bags for the children, so to keep keep them, you know, everything was new to them, wasn't it? You know, school show, I can't go to school, I can't see my friends, I can't do this, can't do that. So we did um over 100 activity bags targeted at children. Now, what were, were they? What were they? So it'd been like arts and crafts, reading books, colorings, obviously, if you. Nicely, like sweets and chocolate, or stuff, and pens, pencils, all that, all the sort of stuff that young children need, and they can just sit at a table and just, you know, crack on and and take their mind off things for a bit, and even just give the parents a bit of a break because it was all new to us as well, um, and new to to parents. And basically, the same on a case by case basis for non-veteran families, is also because I wouldn't have felt right especially during the COVID pandemic, we have 50 families of veterans, 50 families that are non-veteran. Oh, we're going to help these because they're veteran. But I'm not going to help these. The children don't know any different, do they? The children don't care if, you, if, you're, if you've been serving armed forces or if you're a fucking bartender. Yeah, you know, so we, our focus is primarily on, on the children because, you know, they are saying they are our, our future. Um, children shouldn't have to, sh- shouldn't have to suffer. Um, and whilst we still help, needlessly, yeah, need, yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 still, while we, you know, we might we have supported veterans that don't obviously have children or don't live with the children, but we still support the veteran as well. You know, we're not we don't say no just because you don't live with your your children. And, You're that and
0: primarily, veteran supporting. But look, if you've got capacity, yeah, you'll support people yeah. who need support.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think mega. Yeah, I think I need to rein myself in sometimes because I want to help. And everyone. And yeah, that's why I, yeah. Um so run it for two years as a community interest company. If things are going well, then we will change it into a charity. Um and back to the thing, well oh, fucking now there's enough fucking charities and that Um we had a good a good conversation with with a veteran, um I won't we'll mention any names again that uh, has has a kid. Um and they're saying what you do is quite unique because the support that is out there for veterans charity and for for veterans children is there when someone's died or suicide it's not when it's not as such when they're living and going through certain times so
0: and that's the key mate that is the key um is that it's like business okay and you, you you know my views on charity and business you need to run a charity like a business the difference is what you do. With, you what you do with uh, in inverted commerce profits. Yeah. In a bit, it, uh, they have to be run the same way. They have to be run the mm-hmm. same way. Um, but there's the key. There's what you said is. If you are, if you were thinking about setting up a charity, the first question you ask yourself is: Is there a need for it? Am I plugging a gap? Yep. You need to plug a gap. And that gap could be something else. Isn't there? Is something else? There are other charities that do what I'm thinking about setting up, but they ain't doing it properly. So I want to do one that it does it properly, and that's fair enough. It's gonna be difficult, you know. Are you really providing? It, 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 that's hard. That's a hard task, yeah. right? But like you, you pl- there is an actual gap in in support available for beneficiaries in this area, and you're plugging that gap, and it's it's mega. It is mega. Why is it called Hidden Hidden Warriors?
1: I think well hidden um, is because they are they're not the main focus so they will go about um, any situation or circumstances they just deal with it and, and crack on it's not they're not known I and mean, so and the warrior is the thing obviously you know always um, is, is someone that deals with struggle and conflict um, and so children are in my opinion yeah, you know, if if someone if the parents got a problem, the focus isn't necessarily the, the children, so they're hidden, but they're a warrior because they're just cracking on. Cracking on. Um, maybe maybe a bit like I did. The, the, um, Haley, my wife, kind of I, came up with the the warrior kind of thing because we said about um, I think hidden heroes was, was the, fir- the first one for hidden heroes. The hero gets bound around a lot kind of thing. So I'm glad we. Um, we went to the Hidden Warriors, and then the, the Warriors, I'll quote, Warriors walk among us. Um, we had a, a, a list of like, what we're going to have as, as our kind of strap line kind of thing. And that was the one that um, was chosen, and I think it works quite well. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's going well. Um, yeah, I, The fundraiser's going well. So I've done a lot of fundraising myself. Um, people are starting now thinking, oh, I'm going to fundraise for... For them now, which is good. That's good. And I've had messages off of strangers on on Instagram and and Fa- um, not on Facebook, um, Twitter, liking what we do. And I just wanted to be completely transparent from from the start because going back to when oh, there's only so many thousand charities kind of thing. Oh, there's this and that, and I said, right, this is the fun reason. This is what we get in and our first. Annual accounts have just been, just been finalised, which will be uploaded to companies else, which everyone can take a look at. And you can file any questions at me as much as they want because I know we are absolutely in bulletproof.
0: But don't stress about that.
1: No, I, I don't. hope you don't. But, but don't. I hope you don't stress about I, at that. At the beginning, I did because.
0: Yeah, but, you, but, but I know why. Because.
1: Certain people, yeah, well, well, not, not, not certain, not people, certain
0: but people, but we we have, as in the royal, we, me, you, some others, and, and people are sort of aware of the stigma against religious charities at the moment. Is that we we are because of that we focus in on the negative aspects, so we see the negative stuff being said about them. That's why you've got that. Don't stress about it. It's like the way I think it, the way I think about things is if you if you are doing things honestly and with good intent and and transparently, then don't stress about what people are yeah. gonna kind of think they read into it. Just you do things within the le- letter of the law yeah. and, and do what you say you're gonna do. Or if you think you need it you never know, mate. The direction of hidden warriors on the intent may change at some point, right? And that's fine. As long as you communicate that and the reasons why. Yeah. Because yeah. what's your position uh, what's your position with the company?
1: So founder and director. Oh like god. That. Yeah. Sorry. Oh my god. But
0: You um, know why I'm saying uh, that, don't you? Why is that? I, I messaged uh so you know Rich Rich Sharp is, he stepped aside from uh, react response I didn't know he stepped aside yeah yesterday, yesterday yesterday okay he, yeah, he, put, it, he put it online um, so Rich Sharp he he set up well he was one of the, no he was one of the he was a CEO of uh, Team Rubicon UK which became react response um, three and a half years I've had the most incredible impact overseas and now in the UK through, through the pandemic. Unbelievable, mate. unbelievable, unbelievable organizations. And he said yesterday, stepped aside. And I dropped him a message because I, I genuinely respect the guy. He may be a Royal Marine, right? Officer as well. But I respect the guy and what he's achieved and stuff that he's been through uh, during his tenure. And a message was said, uh, you know, good job. You know, like blah, 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 blah. Um, I said, this, this, in my opinion, you know, there's this being a being a director of a CEO of a company or of any organization is extremely difficult. I don't think people appreciate it. People see, oh, top of the tree, easy peasy, boss people around, get loads of money, obviously it's not the case in charities, right? That that's a difficult job. Okay, to be a CEO of a company. There's only one equivalent job harder than that. And that is the CEO or the senior person within a charity. If you offered me a million bucks to go and become a, an MD, a director, a CEO it wouldn't happen, or a CEO of a charity. Do you know what I would say? Well, if it was a million, I'd be like, Oh <laughs> 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 I wasn't gonna leave. No, but I, in all seriousness, I whew, no way on the face of this planet do I ever want that pressure. The pressure and the challenge that you've got. You don't you don't sell a product. You know, you need you need money to keep the ticking over mm-hmm. to provide the benefit. Right, you're not provided, providing a benefit to customers. You're providing a benefit to beneficiaries. They don't pay you for that service. No, you no. give it to them for free, yep. and you have to get your money through the kind, heart kind-hearted people, yeah. the good acts of people or corporations, or organisations that want to support you, yep. and they're getting nothing back.
1: No,
0: mate, you've got the hardest job in the world. I genuinely, I genuinely think it. So kudos to you for taking it on, because you are fully aware. Of, being involved with care after combat, you would be fully aware of that when you when you decided to do it, you bloody idiot.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay after to come up and I think we I don't know no, we spoke privately about it Did we? So, yeah oh. so so Jim asked me to become a trustee, and obviously that never evolved or oh, I went to a few trustee meetings and and stuff like that, but it never came to fruition um and the decision was made apparently that I was best off place fundraising, you know fine, tell me that you know I think it was yeah i I'm gonna say this because looking back it's it's kind of I, I'm proud of it, um you know ninety thousand in five years fundraising directly involved with as an events that I organized or co organized is a lot of money. Um so they thought f- best place seen as a fundraiser. Fine. No problem with that. But tell me. Um but yeah the, there was changes taking place when I was in the trustees meeting and, and they wanted a new website and stuff. And that's where the, the, fra- the fractures started to appear between me and Jim because they wanted a new website, I was given responsibility to go and source, new, source a website. Um, so, went to three different companies, blah, blah, blah and they come back and went...
0: How much detail do you want to go into here? Just, I don't know. I'm just saying, because so we have beers. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah no, no, fine, because...
1: Okay. We'll... we'll we've, I'll say kissed and made up. Me and Jim are talking again now, as in as in terms of...
0: Well, yeah, he's a decent guy, right? But I've met like, him I've met him once. Right, he, years he, ago.
1: He is a Marmot character. Um, oh, he know? Yeah. So I follow his Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, there is... he's never going to win over everyone he's of an era where he's not going to change in the conversation with me he he said I'm never going to change you know um, I am who I am fine Um, but I tell you what you you cannot you cannot underestimate or or or, um, you know you know have a negative opinion on how he has helped veterans from flipping way back you know, way back. And the amount of his own personal money he's put into to charities or fundraising or, you know, um his own autobiography, all the sales from that went to to go after combat, you know. Um why
0: does he do it? Where's the connection? The military connection, where's that from?
1: He went on Piers Morgan's life stories, isn't he? And I think he's just he's always had a an admiration for for the forces. Um and I think you know, he's I can't speak for him, but he's of that that era, you know, Cockney, and he's 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 very proud to be British, isn't he? And generous, and generous, and yeah, and you, you know, we had. I don't know him, so yeah, 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 I don't yeah know. but yeah, but we had full on that, but I've I've always said, Jim, no matter what we've kind of said to each other and that, and, and, and stepping and when I resigned from After Combat, you know, he gave me the ambassadorship; didn't have to. He's always been good. He's always been, you know, as in. I can email him or phone him or or whatever. Um, he's always been honest, um, and he's always had the veterans' um, the forth- yeah best huh? interest yeah forefront of his and it still is. You know, even now he's and, and I won't because it's not been publicised now. But he's he's still working now. Uh, he's st- he's stepped down from CEO of Care After Combat, but there's something else in in the pipeline which is going to support veterans. Um, which will will come out at some point, so, you know, he doesn't have to do that, he's, but he does, um, and he takes a lot of flack as well, he's very thick-skinned, um, but I've, I've said, you know, I've got respect for him, um, I like to think the respect works both, way, both ways, but yeah, the good thing is when, when we did that for Fallen Out, as I said, to, you know, you've dealt with armed forces personnel for a long time, so if you thought, oh, I was just going to accept what you had to say, then, you yeah. know, so... But we are, we're in, we're, in, we're not obviously in, in contact, contact, but he, he you know, a few emails here and that, and, and when I just got selected for promotion, he was one of the first ones to say, you know, congratulations, well done. So, congratulations, well done, yeah. Gav. I not know why I that in, but yeah, but he did, he did, he did get in touch and said, you know, well, and that was after, that was the first time I heard from him since I've fallen out, and that was over 12 months, so. Oh, good. So, yeah.
0: That's good, mate. Um, what's the Hidden Warriors website?
1: So, uh, www.hiddenwarriors.co.uk.
0: Good. And you can. So, you brought in some co- coffee for me today. I'll give this away to my Patreon supporters. However, if, if you're listening and you like coffee, go to hiddenwarriors.co.uk. They sell coffee and the uh, funds go to support Hidden Warriors and their beneficiary families and kids. Yeah. I've got a, a bag of Warrior Blend coffee in my hand. Delicious. I've already got a bag of this, you know, because I bought some already. You did, but, yeah, you did buy some. and yeah. I was like, oh, I
1: think something else now. Yeah,
0: but I—I I, I, I knocked caffeine on the head three weeks ago. You did say yeah. I may relapse. I will. Not, I've not—I've not ruled out ca- I've not ruled out coffee the rest of my life. So I've got Hidden Warrior, the rest of that bag waiting for me. You
1: need to have a port as well before
0: you. Oh yes, yeah, do it. I'm going to pour it then. Go. I mean, I've got to get up. Oh, yeah, you I've fallen down. No, go pour it. Um. Also, while you're—what uh, are you doing? Hey, thanks to your arms. You could have reached that. Oh, the glasses. Could have reached that. That's an orangutan. I noticed you're wearing a DevSock t-shirt. That is a nice t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Okay. It is a nice t-shirt. Uh, I'll have to go. I to. will have think I was going to say I have to get one of those. Is that the one where you have to... Well, you know they're sponsored to podcasting, yeah. But you know the you have to... First off, I like the pink. The pink flamingo. I think it's cool. It's different. Uh, what workout did you have to do to earn that t-shirt? Squat City. Right.
1: <laughs> on, what's
0: Squat City? Can, cheers, mate. Cheers. cheers, shipwreck. Cheers.
1: So if I remember rightly, it was, um, I think it was, was it 50 squats followed by 10 burpees for 10 rounds. So it's 500, 500 air squats and then uh, 100 burpees. For right. Explain time. the
0: process for me for this, okay? So in terms of earning that T-shirt, okay? Because I do talk about this to the start of the podcast. But and I love it, I love the concept. Okay, you've actually done it, I haven't done so, it. So, so, what's the process? So, you went on to the website and had a look.
1: I went on the website after hearing it on the podcast. I always <laughs> obviously totally this isn't a plug of DevSock, no, no, right? I'm
0: I, interested no, and I like the t shirt. No, um, so
1: yeah, so I didn't know anything about DevSock until listening to, to the podcast. Um, went on there. And you said, like, 500 quid. Isn't it? If you want to buy it, it's 500 quid.
0: Yeah, that's right. So if you go on it, that T-shirt you're wearing now is listed on the website, right? It's listed on the website as 500 pounds, correct? Correct. It's a fucking T-shirt. Yeah. I like the T-shirt, yeah. but I wouldn't pay 500 pounds for it. But go on.
1: And then um, with it is a, a, an attached workout. So if you complete the workout, which is a, a Squat City. With this, this one was Squat City. I thought was the easiest one out of all the others at the minute. I'll work up to the others. Um do it full time, uh, you know, best possible time. Um, send evidence to the email or Instagram and give you a discount code.
0: How do you send the evidence? What did you
1: just uh I took a photo of myself with um, I wrote up on the board 50 squats, 10 burpees, tick 10 times. Just a picture of myself with me watch. You know, that's the that's the evidence. You could just think, go. you gotta be honest about it, yeah. You? If, if you're gonna say, There will be people who do it though. Oh, I like that t shirt, I'm just gonna say, I did it. Um, but um, I know I did it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I'd wear it today because I think when you first said, when you first had him as a sponsor, you said, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna get involved and get, I'll, I'll get involved and do that." But I knew you hadn't. So I thought, <laughs> you <"Yeah."> won. <laughs> so you get in there first. Yeah, get in there first. Can I have that T-shirt? Oh, yeah, well, I don't think that's a large actually. Just say
0: no. Yeah. I don't want the T-shirt. I'll earn it.
1: Fair <laughs> one. You? But it's, it's all uh, yeah, and and it's got the state wavy actually on the.
0: It. Uh, oh yeah, nice touch. Little label on it, uh, it says "Stay Wavy." Uh, I had that one today, yeah, and cool.
1: um, my wife went, "Stay
0: Wavy." Like, What's that?
1: Um, so yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I've started following on Instagram, and I get the Daily Waves um, emails, and really like what they're trying to do. And they also said, you know, when I first signed up, they said, "Oh, hidden warriors, tell us more," kind of thing. So they showed an interest in what we kind of do, which is well,
0: good. They're serving. The people behind Devsock, yeah, the, the people behind Devsock. Well, at least one of them is serving. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, obviously, I've spoken to them because yeah. they're a sponsored the podcast. But oh. good people, mate. I was like you know, I, I, as I said to him on the phone, I I, I, could have, I couldn't have anyone I wanted as a sponsor, but I could accept anyone who play to be a sponsor for the podcast. I don't like to do that. I, like, if, imagine I was, imagine I was pitching Devsock. Imagine I was pitching not death, Imagine I was pitching an organization sponsorship and saying how oh, mega and all that and I didn't think they were mega yeah, or I didn't yeah. know anything about them. I couldn't do that. It'd be a complete disservice to my listeners. Complete disservice. I can't I can't do it. It's impossible. So like w- with them, for example, it's like okay, they're interested in sponsoring, let's have a conversation. And then I we had a conversation. I was like, fucking right, I'm all over this. You mega, mega. I love the concept. Like like I said, I love the concept. That you have to earn it, you have to earn the, earn the apparel, yeah. Like, it's brilliant, it's getting people to be active, getting people to achieve, getting people to do something valuable, and then show off that you achieve. And it's, I like, I love, I like pink, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel so, uh, you know, <laughs> caveat as in, yes, it was Scotch city and you know, do it in the, your best possible time. But if it took me two hours to do it, doesn't it matter. They, they don't care, it doesn't either. matter, it doesn't matter, yeah, exactly. So, that's what you know. I don't care. Um yeah, I, 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 I like doing fizz. What were the other um, workouts? Oh, there's different it's one with a rower. I don't like rowing machines.
0: Why? But it's just You ain't got the building. You know. to bit no, like I'm, a flipping no, orangutan. Well, you don't go anywhere do you? <laughs> Did you go anywhere where you're doing air squats? Did you go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah you can change the location. You can like
1: look at a different wall <laughs> on a rower you just Oh, yeah. I, uh, Roman is it's apparently a good one. It's, it's a good, it's a good feel. But yeah, I've never been much into it. Yeah. Good work out, mate. Oh, my well, old I man am-
0: used to work. My old man rode for. Um, my old man rode for England when he was in. I thought he was Welsh.
1: Oh, your mum's Welsh. No, my dad's not English either.
0: Dad's Scottish. Oh. My dad's Scottish. My mother's Irish. You're Welsh. I'm Welsh, but my dad went to school in. In England. His dad was an actor. My, my So my family name on well, my dad's side was Buggy. Ah. Was Buggy. And then my granddad was an actor. And he changed his surname. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew From Andrew Buggy. He changed his surname to Kia. Ah. After Kia Hardy, I think. To Andrew Kia. And then the family name Kia, yeah. Yeah, my dad's... So that's why my name Hugh isn't Welsh spelt with a W, it's GH. Anyway, how did we get into that? Mate, I, I can feel the alcohol kicking in. We need to wrap this up.
1: Yeah, we can go on and on. Things get silly. Yeah, we, didn't, tu- silly we ma- didn't touch on Johnny Mercer. We didn't touch on. Oh,
0: uh, hang on. Well, we we'll do another one. You know Just come on again. Yeah, fr- three years' time, I'll be 40. <sighs> oh, I'm 40,
1: 40 this year. I'm, 40 I'm 40 this year. I thought it your birthday the other day, didn't I? I said, You ain't getting no Curly the Caterpillar cake from me. No, no I'm 40 this year.
0: Um, um, well, that's it. hiddenwarriors.co.uk Uk. Yep. Uh, uh,
1: Instagram: Hidden Warriors. Twitter: Hidden Warriors. UK. Um, or oh, Hidden Warrior UK and Facebook: Hidden Warriors.
0: By coffee. I've got a baseball cap on now. Which thanks for doing me I like this. No, right. know, I like my baseball caps. I like this. And um, been a pleasure. yeah Absolutely, I've loved it. Good, Man,
1: looking forward to we'll it. do it again, mate. Looking yeah, well, forward, well, it's like you, yeah, it's like you, what, 24 hours
0: round three. <laughs> yeah, in round three, we'll see how uh, we'll see because it'll be a while yet, probably. Yeah. Probably, it may not be. We'll see because um, Johnny Mercer's just resigned, or oh, has he anyway? He's out of position as Veterans Minister, and Leo, Docher oh, God, Leo Docherty's in. Coldstream Guard Ex-Coldstream Guard I think Or his ex guardsman
1: Yeah he got, got Scott's Guard maybe Yeah he got some grief you know, On social media we Oh don't, you we don't, we don't have four years Whether he did four years Or a day Or It doesn't matter Yeah the an, uh,
0: Yeah I'll see So we'll see, yeah, how, see what's happening Anyway yeah. Been a pleasure
1: Pleasure again
0: Loved it let's, uh, let's go get more beers
1: You got a meeting
0: We've got a meeting I'm, I'm not on the committee Yeah but you're on it Ah uh. Anyway Cool Next time next See time. you later people Cheers. Bye, Bye. That's it. Thank you for listening. A reminder of the sponsors of the podcast today: DevSoc, the Development Society, community of people who want to improve themselves and be better than they were yesterday. Definitely check them out. Go onto their website. Highly recommend this. Right, go onto their website, thedevelopmentsociety.co.uk, and sign up for their infamous Daily Waves newsletter. And definitely get them on Instagram uh, at the Development Society rugby for heroes we're also sponsoring the podcast today they have got an event coming up it is on the 26th of june at old lemon RFC. rsc is going to be free to attend okay it's going to be a fundraising event it's not ticketed you can just rock up in the day so why don't you do it rock up in the day i'll see you there me and a bunch of other podcast guests at the rugby for heroes festival 26th of june 2021 it's going to be a biggie and finally sponsoring the podcast today with the aardvark group who have been since 1982 deploying technical innovations to help rid the world of unexploded ordnance and unexploded mines, landmines, personnel mines, anti-tank mines. Aardvark.group for Aardvark, or search them on social media, the Aardvark Group. Thank you to the sponsors. Thank you to you for listening. If you're listening on... a apple Podcasts or anything like that leave me a, a review if you fancy watching the podcast you can find it on youtube and if you want to get all the podcasts early before anyone else then simply go to patreon.com forward slash hk podcasts and become a patron easy peasy till next time